Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At the end of every day, you look yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself, did I get better today? Did you get better today? At, at whatever it is. And it's just taking small steps. You, you don't try Try to get get it all done in one day, in one week, in one year, right? It's the process of getting better every day and doing that for a period of years that then create the masterpiece. It is hard to believe, but today marks three years since the tragic accident that claimed the lives of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, uh, daughter Gianna, and seven others. One of those I-remember-where-I-was moments. I was sitting there on my couch, just got done with my magic pregame prep. It was right in the middle of the afternoon. I'm sitting there with my wife and son, who was like two months old at that point. I think the Pro Bowl was about to come on, and and I'm just sort of like zombie scrolling on my phone, and I see the tweet. It was so fresh. It was like, you know, the, the time next, the time stamp next to the tweet. It was still in the seconds. That's how quick it was. And it was a news report that said that Kobe had passed away. Doesn't um, even compute. No, my heart dropped. I, I had a hard time verbalizing it. Is you, yeah, you, you just you don't really believe it. Later that night, I, I then go to the arena. It was a Magic game that night. The Magic played the Clippers. Uh, it was such a weird vibe at the arena. Everybody was really quiet. It was so somber. I threw my pregame notes out, and I just talked about Kobe for 30 minutes. I pulled a clip that I saved from that night, which I think sort of illustrates the just the sort of feeling in the room. Dennis Newman and Richie Adubato, shout out to those guys, legends in the business, talking about what the Magic and the Clippers were doing in that moment when the game started to honor Kobe. Richie, we're told, we'll jump it up here, then both teams will hold the ball each for 24 seconds in honor of... Number 24, Kobe Bryant, a nice touch, and we'll see how this unfolds on the floor right now. Zubats jumping up against Vooch. Zubats wins it, Clippers get it, and they're going to bring it across the midcourt line. And it looks like right there they will hold and dribble out the clock. They're on the jumbotron above the floor. They flashed a picture of that beautiful smile of Kobe Bryant. He passed away earlier today in California. The crowd rises, standing on their feet, and a standing ovation for Kobe Bryant. Beautiful. Turnover charge to the Clippers, and now the Magic will inbound the ball, and we are told to do the same thing in honor of one of the greatest players we've ever seen play this game. Really, Richie, as I think, now Markel Fultz will hold the ball for a full 24 seconds. When I think of clutch performers, I simply can't think of anyone that was better than Kobe Bryant. Well, you're truly right. I mean, the fierce competitiveness of him and the desire to have that big play at the end, which meant victory or loss. Uh, he marveled at that opportunity and obviously came through an awful lot.
under pressure. Nice tribute here to Kobe Bryant, and now we play basketball, and that is, I'm sure, what Kobe Bryant would want us to do. That's what he loved, the game he loved so much. Yeah, the the only thing that I remember from that game, it was such a weird night. It just felt like it didn't even matter. You know, it was one of those. But I mean, you lived through it as well. What what did what do you remember from from that day, January twenty uh, twenty six, twenty nineteen? I was actually at a uh, birthday brunch with my ex girlfriend and her family, and her dad just suddenly like erupted on the phone, like what. I was like, well, what just happened? And I'm feeling my phone vibrate a thousand times, but I'm like, I don't want to be rude. Like, I'm present here. I don't want to touch my phone. And then he spouted out, Kobe Bryant died. And it just literally, it didn't make sense in the same sentence. Yeah. And then the waiter even came over and was like, did did you just hear what happened? We're like, we're still trying to figure this out. I look at my phone. There's 70 text messages. I'm seeing Twitter. Plus the news, the way it trickled out, they were saying like Rick Fox might have been there. It was just the, the you facts didn't know what to believe. Yeah, the yeah. facts weren't straight right away, and then just uh, they were like his daughter might have been with him, and we we're all like, oh my god, that's that can't even be real. And then when it came out that she actually was, it was like, whoa, it's bad enough that Kobe had this happen, but his daughter like way too way too soon before her life really got going, and she was like. Loved the game, lived the game, was going to be a major advocate for women's basketball. Kobe himself was becoming a major advocate for women's basketball. And, uh, you know, I I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan during his career. I liked rooting against him, but he was that good. You know, he, he had his absolute diehard fans, and then the people that sort of rooted against him, it was because of how good he was right. and because of the Lakers winning as much as they did, plus the rift between him and, and Shaq. But... After his career ended, and I, you know, always respected him. After his career ended, watching that Kobe Muse that I suggest—if you haven't gotten to watch it—totally worth it. And it just shows that the guy never left any stone unturned, put in all the work. If anything, it made Shaq look a lot more lazy, <laughs> you know. And I think Shaq will even sort of admit, you know, some of these things now. And he, you know, he says he can't ever sleep at night because him and Kobe never really made up. And um, that's tough. Bizarre, yeah, just crazy. Still can't believe it. Yeah, um, it's actually one of the the many quotes, and I love seeing that still trickling through. Not just because it's today. By the way, I said 2019; it was 2020 when it happened. Uh, it was yeah. the start of what was wow. a very bizarre year. Bizarre. Um, that was one of his one of his many popular quotes was that he he said, and I'm paraphrasing; I don't have it in front of me. I love the hate because people don't hate good; they right. hate great. And hundred percent. And he was like he had he was polarizing when he played. The thing that stands out to me when I look at Kobe Bryant's career, he is the most. It's the most diverse, broad story of any athlete that we've ever covered. Yeah. From the the baby unknown entering the league to hero, star, complete villain, and then becoming a respected hero again like yeah and then even before that growing up in italy going to high school in philly all the pressure lakers the you know the fact that he was even available where he got drafted but like you said you know he had the situation in boulder and then coming back from that changing numbers changing his game from a high flyer to like you know michael jordan fadeaway type game it's Two different careers, and they were both Hall of Famers, eight and twenty-four. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I just think about like the the arc of me following him when he entered the league. 
I was like 10 years old, so I was still, I was really starting to grab hold of my NBA fandom, and I I loved Jordan, that was my guy, yeah. like every, every other kid my age, uh, but I really liked, like Iverson was really cool, and Kobe was really cool, and so those were guys that I really looked up to, and then you had the uh the sexual assault allegations and all of a sudden we all turned on Kobe and Kobe just kept on at it and I don't know what the hell happened there but I'm not going to yeah. throw stones and I don't know the truth I do know that the man that he then became after then the switch to 24 became the type of player where you're like I don't think I like you, but you're so damn good and consistent, I can't help but respect you. And in a very Tom Brady way, I sort of followed both careers in a similar path. I went from, I find you so annoying, to I just can't help but admire every time I watch you play. And and then what he was able to do post-career. This is the thing that Brady hasn't been able to transition to yet. Kobe's transition from obsessive all-time great player to post-career life was one of the most graceful transitions we'd ever seen. And I think that was part of what broke my heart that day. Obviously, he became a, like such a sweetheart. You he know? did. Like you never really like, would have pictured it. the Mamba. He was a maniac. Like, watch the Redeem team. This guy is not friends with anyone. No, he hates everyone. He hates anyone everyone. that's going to get in the way of him being productive yep. wants no part of it. Don't talk to me in the hallway. I'm on way, my way to go yeah. do something. Ask his Laker teammates and how he treated them. And it's like, you know, either you're working with me or, yeah, you're in the way. And, <laughs> and if you're not getting in line for this work, then. You know, we don't yeah. need you here. And even if you were a good teammate to him, he wasn't about to really, you know, let you know that. It's just, no, that's what's expected. But then when he retired, it was like he flipped that switch, yeah. became a very likable guy personality-wise. Uh, the the fact that he was uh, a very present father was on full display. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a brilliance about him, too, in terms of uh, the way that he was able to articulate just oh, the way God. that he sort of saw life and saw the game of basketball and then some of the art projects that he got himself in, involved in, it was it was masterful the way that he was able to do that because usually guys that are that obsessive, look at Michael Jordan, look how clunky that was when he tried to go from basketball phenom to whatever the next stage was. Like Sometimes I still feel like MJ hasn't quite... Oh yeah, Done MJ's that. MJ. I mean, I love him for that. He had like a, you know gambling. He, I, he's more of like a human to me because of how flawed he is with other things. But yeah, everybody, you know, I respect everybody's uh, journey and everybody's and got their own quirks for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it was really cool to see Kobe do that, and that's what made that that much that much more heartbreaking was was seeing him transition so well. We were like, damn, a guy actually did it. A guy at his level, which is so hard to do, made that smooth transition, was still somebody that was contributing to our entertainment, and we were just all starting to really cheer for the guy. And then for it to be taken away, it just, it still, it sucks. I'm getting the chills right now. Like, you know, growing up, going to some of those New Jersey net games, anytime the Lakers came in, Kobe and Shaq, the buzz was like no other sport, no other team. I've never, just the frequency in the air was different with Shaq and Kobe coming into the building and and just when Kobe would get the ball, what the crowd, even the opposing crowd, just how it sounded. The cheers were different. 
a lot of Laker fans too, <laughs> but just the clutch shots, the the angled shots, the way he played. I don't know, like that. I don't like. I don't think there there's some amazing players in today's game, but where the game was at that point in time, I don't even know if I'm articulating it properly. But I'm just trying to think back on how it felt being there. It's just nothing that will eclipse that to me. And I was a little too young for Mike in his prime, but to me that was like. Just what an experience watching him play basketball live and the buzz in the crowd. Yeah, I mean, it really, uh, just watching it from from my vantage point, it wasn't all that different. You know, the, I think MJ had, MJ had a much cleaner story, which is, which is why the Kobe thing sticks out to me so much, because his story took so many twists and turns that I think it was... And and he, and he had a dominant teammate to open his career like Shaq, who took so much of the spotlight and was such a unique player. Scottie Pippen was a great player, but he was so clearly a number two. There was a good debate for a while of who the number one. First, it was definitely Shaq. And then as Kobe came into his own, it was like, is Kobe that good because of Shaq? Is right. Shaq this good because of Kobe? And then they split, and you realize, oh, they needed, they kind of needed each other. And then Kobe just became his own monster. But it right. took a long time for that to happen. Jordan helped won- to get Pau Gasol and Bynum, and you know, well, yeah, like yeah, they yeah. built yeah. that team pretty nicely. Had but a good team. Lamar but Odom. Pau Gasol was was a, li- was a little bit like Scotty in that way, where he was clearly a number two. He was just a high end premium high-end. number two. I think once MJ started to figure it out, just a couple of years into his career, where he wasn't just a scoring machine, he never lost that. And I think we're there, we spent a lot of time questioning: Is Kobe really that guy? Uh, he's and his game evolved a lot over the years. You know, like you said, going from the high flying dunker to somebody who could who could hit that yeah. turnaround jumper and just snipe from anywhere. Well, and just you know the Mamba mentality. You hear it all the time. It. it really is the only player in NBA history that you can really bring a comparison to MJ and I think that's what Kobe was so satisfied at the end of his career he was like you know look at the hardware look at the numbers I'm I'm probably the closest thing to Mike and, and just his demeanor and how he carried himself and I'm I, you know I think Mike appreciated that uh he played the game the way he played with the chip on his shoulder and sort of the hate in his heart like I feel like that's sort of missing from today's athletes. Everybody like jersey swaps after the game, and everybody's making money. And <laughs> could you imagine? I don't know. Back then, it was hate, and then it's like that sort of made it more fun to watch. But I mean, it's probably not a healthy human behavior. Nah. But I think for our entertainment as viewers, yeah, it's better. I I get no joy out of watching guys swap jerseys at the end of games, even if it even if I were in that position, maybe I would do the same thing. Yeah, I, as a viewer, I. I don't, I don't want to see that. No, I mean, just the 90s were different. <laughs> Late 90s, even early 2000s were, were a little different. But, and Kobe uh, grew up like that was, his, that was his entrance into the NBA was watching it. You know, you think about just his age, what, what he was watching before he got in and then what life was like in the NBA when he did get in. He's watching peak 80s with the Pistons mugging people yeah. on a regular basis. Larry Bird and the Celtics were nasty. And then he enters in the mid-90s where there were fights all the time. I've watched far too much Lakers content in the last calendar year, including Winning Time, the Lakers' legacy documentary on Hulu, 
uh, the Shaq documentary on HBO, which is really good, and you get a, a little bit of Kobe lens from all of them, or not winning time, at least not yet anyway. But the Lakers' legacy, Michael Cooper talks about, well, he didn't really want to admit it, but he helped work out with Kobe before they drafted him, and he everybody was like, oh, yeah, he lit up Michael Cooper. <laughs> he didn't want to admit it that this 17-year-old came in and was just ready, and the fact that he lasted all the way to, what, 13? 13! How did someone that talented make it to 13? That would never happen again. Well, when the Nets drafted Kerry Kittles, I believe, that year, and I, I guess the word was that Kobe would like only play for the Lakers, but I believe Kobe even said, like, no, nah, that wasn't necessarily true. But I guess the way agents and league executives kind of made it so that could happen. Jerry West pulled off the all-time move in terms of stealing Shaq from the Magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Magic may have <laughs> dropped the ball there, but uh, bringing Shaq in and then drafting Kobe, it's like that's why the uh, Dr. Buss and the Lakers were so bold and were able to win. They did things like that. Think of how different the Magic organization would have been had they not lost Shaq and how different the Charlotte Hornets would have been had they had they drafted Kobe and kept him. Right, and how crazy is it that uh, Vlade went in the deal, too, and then the fact that Vlade ends up with the Kings later on in those amazing rivalries when he was a former Laker. And, uh, yeah, just an amazing kind of sequence of events surrounding Shaq and Kobe. When you close your eyes and think about Kobe as a player, what what's the – is there like a series, is there a game – that comes to mind for you? Uh, it's just the... Like, like a lot of people bring up the 81-point game versus the Raptors. All I think is, like, older Jalen Rose trying to guard him in that game. <laughs> but I just think of all the big shots and just the will to win and the grit of the teeth and just doing whatever it takes to, to score in any way possible. There's really... Not necessarily one moment. It's like a flicker of a hundred different shots. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I see those um, those Lakers series with the Celtics. They met up twice in the finals. That was they were some of the best NBA Finals series I've ever watched, and he was a huge reason. I guess. Why. I guess the the number one moment, and it's so iconic. And every time I see it, it's like I can't believe that happened. You know, him throwing the alley to Shaq against Portland when they came all the way back to to clinch the Western Conference Finals and. Uh, just amazing how that all like added up and timed out and f- just the way it looked and then Shaq throwing the arms up like I mean I'm sure Magic fans that have been through the mill with the Shaq years and hate to hear it and think about it is it's tough to stomach but still an amazing NBA memory yeah uh, that, that was fun sharing some Kobe memories up next the Jets make a very weird hire and uh, UCF falls short at home. Our final four things next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.